<laughs> okay. All right, so we, uh, we end with this story about beginning. And I'll say this, uh, this particular story was passed on to me by a man named Tom Daly, who was passed on to him by some shaman in South America. And uh, I learned it in 1994 and uh, have embellished it and improvised it, but it still retains its original uh, potency. However, before I tell you this story, there's something important to know about stories. In Africa, they say if you understand the story, the story is dead and it has nothing more to teach you. So that the point of stories are not that you understand them. The point of medicine stories is that you enter into relationship with them. And that you notice where in the story that you enter the story for the first time. Even though I may have started the story a few minutes ago. Or to notice where in the story your attention stops down at the bottom of a river or when a knife is thrown in or a deer is shot or a deep wailing and grieving is happening and your attention stops in the story and the story keeps going and you catch up with it later or not maybe you stay right there the other thing to notice about your relationship to the story is where in the story do all of a sudden you leave the story and go somewhere else into your own story? And where did you go? And what happened there? So these three places in stories are things to listen for and watch for. As they say, stories are living and breathing entities. You can hear a medicine story a hundred times and those three places in the story will move around throughout your life in the same story. So as they say, once upon a time, or once below a time, or once sitting by a river somewhere in the Blue Ridge Mountains in a place you think is in time, there was a village. Now this village existed a long, long, long time ago. In fact, it was so long ago it was in a place older than the pine needles on the trees. And this village, it was a long, long way from here. Matter of fact, it was further east than the rising sun and further west than the moon. That far away. And in that place and in that time and in that village, 
stood a circle of warriors, shoulder to shoulder, facing outwards around the lodge. And within that circle of warriors, within that lodge, stood a circle of grandmothers, facing inwards. And within that circle of grandmothers, was a woman bringing new life into her village. And outside this lodge could be heard sounds of drumming and singing and prayers of gratitude to the ancestors, prayers of gratitude for this new life coming into the village. For they knew that this new life was bringing a gift. A gift that was desperately needed in the village. And so they sang and cried and sang and prayed. And soon coming out of this lodge could be heard sounds of deep breathing and grunting. The way you sometimes hear sounds of deep breathing and grunting when a woman is bringing new life into her village. Lightning touched the ground, the cries of this infant child could be heard coming from that lodge. And this infant child, now having arrived here from the land of the ancestors over there, opened its mouth to speak of why it had come here and the gift that it had brought. When it opened its mouth, all that came out were cries. So this little one thought it would need to wait and learn the language of these people and then speak of the medicine that it had brought here. And so this little one grew up in this village sitting around council fires late into the night, listening to stories of the elders. And as one moon crossed over into the next, and the distance between the time of arrival here and from departure over there in the world of the ancestors began to get further and further away, So did the memory of the gift and why this little one had come here. And with that forgetting came a sense of displacement. As that little one grew and grew and grew and grew to that age of betwixt and between, the way we grow to that age of betwixt and between, somewhere around 13, 14, 15, 34, 45, 55, 75, whatever age it happened to be of betwixt and between, when this little one grew to that age of betwixt and between, she noticed something. 
she noticed that a dark cloud had descended upon this village. And that with dark, that dark cloud, there seemed to be much forgetting and a lot of fear going on. Men were turning against men and women against women and women against men and men against women and everyone against nature. And they were losing their connection and their awareness of their relationship to creation all around them and losing their connection and awareness to the family of ancestors that dreamed them into this place. And so once again sitting by that council fire late one night she heard her great-grandmother telling a story. about the sacred deer. As her grandmother told this story about the sacred deer, listening, she realized that when the sacred deer was in the village, when there was plenty of sacred deer meat in the village, the people were joyous. And they were grateful. And they were kind. They remembered their connection to the rivers and the trees and the mountains. And they remembered to be honoring and grateful for their relationship to the ancestors. And as this girl listened to her great-grandmother tell this story once again around the fire, she noticed that her grandmother had a tearfulness in her eye, a longing for that time to be restored. So with that, she thought deeply about this situation. And she went to her grandmother, her great-grandmother in a great-grandfather's lodge and said, great-grandmother, great-grandfather, I would like to go hunt this sacred deer and bring it back to the village so that the people can once again remember And they said, yes, granddaughter, it is time for you to go. But first we ask you to go to your father's lodge and your mother's lodge and ask for their blessing and then return here to this fire. So with that, she left and went to her mother's lodge. And she told her mother of this quest to hunt the sacred deer. mother gave her her blessing and gifted her with one finely crafted bow. And as she left her mother's lodge, her mother wept, for she knew she would never ever see this child again. And then this young man went to his father's lodge. He asked his father for his blessing, told him about this quest to hunt the sacred deer. And his father gave him his blessing for this journey, for this hunt, and gifted him with one finely crafted arrow. And 
as he left his father's lodge, his father wept, for he knew he would never, ever see his son again. And so with that, she returned to grandmother and grandfather's lodge. She said, Grandmother and Grandfather, I've done as you have asked. And they said, Granddaughter, it is now time for you to go into the sweat lodge, the prayer lodge ceremony, and pray for the blessing of your ancestors for this journey and this hunt. So with that, she went into that lodge. And for hours, she sat in there, and over those hot stones and in that hot mist, she prayed and cried and sang and sang and cried and prayed until she had received the blessing of her ancestors for this, for this hunt. And then once again she returned to her grandmother and grandfather's lodge. And I said, now, granddaughter, at first light, you are to leave this village into the east. And do not look back because there'll be no fanfare for your departure. But remember this, granddaughter. Listen deeply to everything you encounter out there. What moves down those rivers and through those mountains in those valleys listen very carefully and also listen to the wisdom that rises up from within you from your own bones and if you do these things you may find something out there and so with that at first light she walked out of that village into the east into the rising sun, into the fresh, wet, dew, pale green colors of spring. And there, some distance into the east, she saw Eagle. And she said, Eagle, can you tell me where I might find the sacred deer that I've heard my elders speak of? And Eagle said, Granddaughter, I cannot tell you where to find this one that you look for. But I will tell you this. We have been watching you. And we believe in you. And if you listen carefully to the spirit that moves down these rivers and through these mountains and glens and valleys, you may find something out here. And I suggest you turn and go into the south and see what is there for you. So with this, she thanked Eagle and he turned into the south. He turned into the noonday sun. He turned into the hot, deep, green vegetation of summer. And there's some distance into the south He saw coyote. He 
And he said, Coyote, can you tell me where I can find this sacred deer that I might bring it back to my people? Coyote said, Grandson, I cannot tell you where to find this one that you look for. But I will tell you this. We have been watching you very carefully. And we believe in you. And what you are here to do. And if you continue to listen to the wisdom that moves through these trees and mountains and valleys and down these rivers, you may find something out here. And I suggest you turn and go into the west and see what is there for you. So with that, he thanked Coyote and she turned into the west, into the setting sun, into the bright colored leaves overhead and on the ground, cooler nights of autumn time of west. And there some distance into the west, she saw Bear. And she said, Bear, can you tell me where I can find this sacred deer that I might bring it back to my people? Bear said, Granddaughter, I cannot tell you where to find this one that you look for. But I will tell you this. We have been watching you very closely, and we believe in you and what you are here to do. And if you listen carefully to the spirit that moves through these mountains, rivers, valleys, and glens, you may find something out here. I suggest you turn and go into the north and see what is there for you. And so with that, she thanked Bear, and he turned into the north. He turned into the dark, cold, crisp, clear, deep snow kind of north. And there some distance into the north, he saw buffalo. Standing on a snow-covered meadow, steam coming out of buffalo's nostrils, Walking over to Buffalo, he said, Buffalo, I have searched the four corners of our land, and I am weary. Can you tell me where I can find the sacred deer? And Buffalo, looking at this young man, said, Grandson, I can see that you are weary and that you have searched a long way. However, I cannot tell you where to find this one that you look for. And I suggest you go up on that mountain there and for four days and four nights you pray for the blessing of your ancestors, pray to the spirit of that mountain and see what you see. So trusting this guidance, he thanked the buffalo and she went up on that mountain and for four days and four nights she sang and cried and prayed and prayed and cried and sang. And on that fifth morning she received the guidance that it was time to return to her village. Not understanding this but trusting this guidance she thanked the spirit of the mountain and she thanked her ancestors and she descended that mountain and began to make her way back to the village. And as she began to make her way back to her village, 
she came to a, a great open meadow. And she paused at the edge of the woodland, feeling that place of threshold between the deep woods and that expansive meadow. And she paused there for a moment, the sun clearing from her eyes, looking out into that meadow some distance away she saw the great sacred deer. Going down on one knee, carefully watching this deer, this sacred deer, this great sacred deer grazing in the meadow, its head down in the grass, she went down on her one knee and drew her one arrow gifted to her by her father, loaded in her finely crafted bow gifted to her by her mother. And she said a prayer and she blew it into that arrow. And she pulled it back, taunt by the sinew of the bow and held it for just a moment. And at that moment, this great sacred deer, this great stag, raised its head and they locked eyes. And they both in that moment knew that they had agreed to meet here a long time ago. And the arrow released and struck the deer in the heart without hesitation. The deer went down. She went over that to that deer, and as were the ways of her people, she prayed and gave thanks and honor and respect for this great one that had given its life to feed the people. She dressed out her deer and put it on her sled and began to take it back to her village. And as he made his way back to the village, he could hear the sounds of village life getting closer. And as he came into the village, everyone saw him carrying the sacred deer on a sled behind his horse. And they come running over to him and said, you have some sacred deer meat. Can we have some? Sure, help yourself. The children came over and the elders came over. You have some sacred deer meat. Can we have some sacred deer meat? Help yourself. Absolutely. And then by nightfall, he was in his lodge. And as he looked around his lodge, he noticed a few rib bones, antler, not much else. And somehow he didn't feel so good. He didn't understand this. He had gone on this great journey. He had asked for the blessings, gone on the great journey, returned with the sacred deer and fed the people, and he didn't understand why he was not feeling so well. So he went back to his grandmother and grandfather's lodge to seek their counsel. They said, grandson, if you had done as we asked and brought that sacred deer back here to this lodge, we would have taught you how to make tools and jerky. 
and how to dry and cure this meat and chew on it a long time and digest it until you yourself had become that sacred deer. And only then would we teach you about how to share that sacred deer meat. And with that, she understood. And that night, she had a dream. And granddaughter dreamed she was sitting by a council fire with eagle and coyote and bear and buffalo. And she said, I want to thank you for believing in me. And I want to thank you for showing me the way. And Buffalo stepped forward into the firelight and said, Granddaughter, do not thank us with your words, but let the way in which you live your life speak your thanks, and this we will see. You go well, Granddaughter. Go well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.